0: You remember. Roll your stealth roll. Game books, pencils, pizza, cheese puffs, and a hell a lot of dice. And the dragon woke up. Roll for initiative. This is the Roll for Initiative podcast, where 1E is the
1: place to be. This is the Roll for Initiative podcast. We're on issue number 164, volume number 3. This week, I'm joined by our usual... Cohorts of Madness,
0: Nick. Hello, everybody.
1: Who's on slight delay. And Matt. Hello, everyone. This week, we have a great show. We're reviewing another module we found on the Drive DriveThruRPG, RPG Now, called A Little Bit of Thievery. It's meant for 5th edition, but can be modified for any edition that you'd like. Uh, it's a little bit more of a thinking man's module, so you may have to bear with it a little bit, but it's a really good... Turn different than, you know, go to the basement, kill me four rats, and you'll be all
0: golden and good
1: with me, man. That's what I think. Okay. You <laughs> <mean>? <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. it's not a good, if you're looking for a good hack and slash, this isn't it. But if you're wanting to mingle around and do a lot of talking in a, uh aristocratic party, this is your thing. This is the uh, a, a social club drinking game. You could
1: say. There's the module cover right there. A little bit of thievery. Ooh, the giant raven. Uh, the giant raven. That's only supposed to be a figurine, but look how large that raven is compared to the gentleman standing this next
0: This is. <laughs> yes, Nick? It's, it's representational or, or only not scale.
1: It's a very off scale figurine, but anyway.
0: <laughs> Um, very, so we're
1: going to go right into the usual. Nick, uh, you got some stars for us this week.
0: Um, yes, I do. I have some starred reviews, and we're at 194 stars right now on iTunes. So if you ever want to give us a review, good, bad, or indifferent, you know, go ahead and head to iTunes. And at the iTunes store, go to Roll, type in Roll for Initiative, and just navigate your way there. So... I got two reviews, one uh, not so good and one good. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, so we have our first one is a two-star review from Almost New Listener. Okay. Almost (laughs) New Listener. Yeah, interesting, yeah. Uh, I'm only recently getting into the older editions of D&D. I was so happy to find a podcast based around the new inner interest of mine. Unfortunately, I don't think I'll be listening to this after all After all, hearing the half-ass sarcasm <laughs> and defense of the show during the first second segment. Okay. Right. Why acknowledge reviews that bother you? I don't want to hear you guys arguing with a comment. I came here for D&D. Not an internet argument. Well, expletive deleted. <laughs> the, the issue I'm listening to is Volume Three, Issue One Hundred Four. I don't know if I'll be listening. If I'll listen to any others. Um, well, may I have a rebuttal?
1: No, this is my rebuttal. Nothing.
0: Okay. No, well, I have. <laughs> um. No, no rebuttal. No.
1: No. no. We have no rebuttal. The only thing we. No our
0: editorial uh, rebuttal at all?
1: No. Like the gentleman said, why bother wasting time arguing over something and defending the show? All we have to say is
0: okay.
1: Matt puts the time codes on. You don't like something. Fast forward to that time code. You want to hear something. Have a nice day. Thank you for the review. We appreciate the feedback. We will continue to move forward in that right. fashion. Nick, please move to the next review.
0: Meanwhile, I shall. And that's from. Matthew. Jackie L 3939 and it's a five star review and Jackie L 3939 says great first edition info which I was which was I what cut my teeth on keep up the great work all and there you go that was from Jackie L 3939 so thank you very much
1: Sport and sweet. Thank, you.
0: thank you okay. we read them all
1: Yes, we do, and
2: I. the reason I was confused is because he just threw out the issue, and I'm like, what were we talking about then? Th- so, I'm just like, huh? So, anyway. Volume
0: 3, issue 104, he said?
1: 104. Hmm. Okay. It was like, what, 50-something shows?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm just like, what? Yeah,
2: 2012.
1: The show. Let's just say, wow. considering when this was
2: recorded, the show has evolved since then. It looks like he decided to yes. listen to one of our modular reviews, so, and we have since rotated co-hosts. Oh. So he probably doesn't even know this version of the show exists. So anyway, what's the topic of the show You yes. brought it up, Matt. Uh, slave pits of the undercity. Oh,
0: uh, I remember that one. That was when um, uh, I was.
1: That was when Willow was around?
0: The, the us and, and Will. Ah. Yeah, so that's all we needed to know.
2: That's <laughs> why I was just curious.
0: I
1: love Will, but he was very opinionated, so maybe that's what part of it. I mean, I probably fed off of Will, maybe. all fed off of Will, so I don't blame one person. It was all our faults. We've evolved. We've become more evolved people now.
0: So. We're more we sensitive. We are more involved. Well, it's all about Hover. feelings.
1: Anyway, Nick, what have you been doing lately? I haven't heard from you in a while
0: mmm what have I been doing lately good question uh well we've been uh at my uh my uh my friend's house jeff he uh he and I are alternating between the ad campaigns. I think I mentioned that in the past. I'm running land of a thousand towers the anomalous subsurface environment yeah. I'm doing that and I'm doing that every other month and The other months, uh, Jeff's doing Star Wars D6, so that's going real well. In fact, uh, it's his turn to uh, do Star Wars. last time when I ran it, I I ran uh, Land of a Thousand Towers. It was really fun. They finally got in to Mount Rendon and start seeing some weird stuff, but they haven't gotten to what I would say – They haven't gotten to the point where they're like on the show lost, you know, they're like, what is all, what's going on? So they haven't gotten to that yet. So I'm I'm hoping next session, which probably will be next month, I'll be able to be able to unleash that craziness upon them. So, but other than that, uh, not really much. Just, uh, waiting to go to origins. So... (laughs) which is a couple of weeks from now from this recording. So can't wait to do that. I'm, uh, I'm slotted as far as AD and uh, uh adventures to go into what would then module A3 of the Slaver series. So we're actually going to be playing through that one. <clears throat> Pardon me. And the next night we're going to be playing through, I'm really excited about this one. Expedition to the Barrier Peaks. Yeah. That's going to be so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have sharks with freaking lasers on their freaking heads. <laughs> it's going to be great. So, and we're going to play our normal stuff. We'll play Star Wars D6 and a couple of Call of Cthulhu games. So, it'll be really cool. Looking forward to it. So, how about you guys? You went to North Texas RPG Con, didn't you, uh, Vincent?
1: No, that is um, uh, depending on when the show goes out. It could be either two weeks or a week away, uh, depending. Oh, on okay. That still hasn't gone yet, uh, but I will be going. Yes.
0: Is it the same? Is it the same weekend as Origins?
1: Well, the first
0: weekend of June.
1: We're in Memorial Day weekend right now, so it's not the next weekend. It's the weekend of the fifth of. Uh, yeah. That's Origins. That's what That's
0: the weekend as Origins, yeah. Mm. yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, with Gen Con being early this year, it just kind of threw Origins, p- pushed them back a couple weeks. Because they like yeah. having the two-month is it, buffer.
0: They put uh, Gen Con as the first weekend of August now, Right. Right. Yeah, for what I forget.
2: There was, I think, a specific reason why it was like two weeks earlier. Something else, I think, was going on in Indianapolis oh. at the time. It was because I remember there, like, there was one year Gen Con ended up having to change their day because all of a sudden there was a giant NASCAR race in town the same weekend. And it was yeah. like, no, not going to work.
0: Yeah, you know, I think I went to that one. The Brickyard 400 was going on or something like that. Yes. A while ago. I remember it was that same week. I was, I think... In 2000... I I want to say 2007.
2: Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. And then I remember one year there was like a Colts game. Like Friday night was a Metallica concert. Saturday night was a Colts game. So downtown was just nuts. Oh, that's
0: right. It was probably... uh, It was preseason for the Colts.
2: Yeah. So...
0: That might have been 2006. That might have been... That might have been the year I did both Origins and Gen Con when I got back from Iraq, and I said, I'm never going to do that again.
2: Yeah. Oh, I did Origins and Gen Con from about 2003 to like 2008, 2009. Man. and that hurts the fuck, the, the man. Yeah, that, that, and then I'm
0: like – eh. Vince is jealous.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, He's yeah, North did. Texas RPG Con, man. Right. Well,
2: Well, with me – Two hours, and I can be at either convention. I'm like centrally located for those two cons, so it's kind I
1: mean, of the Well, be yeah, you know, it's United it's States for
2: both conventions, man. Yes, yeah, so I, I could just drive. I could commute back and forth to Gen Con every day if I wanted. Mm.
0: Yeah, I do my comm- Yeah, That's a long commute. That's yeah. a long commute, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Plus, do you ever want to drink and drive?
2: Right. Yeah. The, yeah. This year, <laughs> I'm just going to be crashing with a friend since hotels are
1: too expensive. <laughs> Matt's sleeping in the bathtub. Yep.
0: For, He's going to be in a van down by yeah. the river.
2: <laughs> oh, I, actually, the, the van down by the river is probably already booked up for Gen Con. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. What's <laughs> the amount of people there?
1: Hopefully, with the announcement oh. coming up for Gen Con, maybe we'll get yeah. to round two. Who knows? Yes, hopefully. Hopefully, fingers crossed. You were saying something, Nick.
0: Yeah, I I did see the one thing that you were doing. I I meant to ask you, far and away land. Yeah. How was that?
1: What do you mean? Was how was that? Was it? It's not like a woman or something. How
0: was playing it through (laughs) that introductory adventure and all that jazz?
1: What is he talking about?
0: Uh, you know, the introductory adventure to that faraway land role-playing game.
1: You mean the quick start rules? Yeah. What about? Did it? you play? No, I. You
0: played, right? How was it?
1: I wrote them.
0: Oh,
1: never mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote the quick. Well, start. I, I, I,
0: I the... saw that there was some uh, an adventure for it too.
1: Oh, that was just an adventure they already had. Uh, he, The author just... Oh, okay. The author and creator just combined okay. the introductory adventure that he had with oh, okay. start rules that I kind of wrote up and then handed to him. I basically wrote up this document. It was like, I don't know, like 20-something pages, maybe close to 30, because I was getting tired of people saying, what's this game about? How does it work? Blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to purchase it if I don't know. So I got pissed and wrote this long document, and I gave it to him. I said, hey dude, do you mind approving this so I can get this out to some folks and blah, 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 blah. I promise I don't plan on selling it, and I put references in here to please see the book for more details. And he was like, dude, this is awesome. Can I use this for the quick start? I'm like, "Uh, sure. So it became the quick start rules, and that's basically so. I lit the fire under his booty. Oh, okay. And he gave me credit for writing the quick start rules, and he just pretty much edited it on his own and put more new pictures in it. So,
0: yeah, I have a writing credit. And faraway land is kind of like, but it's sort of like uh, Adventure Time. I guess the sort of eh, kind of how it's kind of yeah, kinda. like that's kind of a takeoff of that. I guess I, I, some people An say homage, it. if you will.
1: I guess maybe because of the the drawing. I don't know. Yeah, kind of thing. It's a, it's only it's only a six a six sided dice system, so it's really simple to use. And it can be just as deadly as playing an old school edition of D&D if you you play it correctly. So I suggest checking out. The quick start rules are free, and it gives you enough to play the first introduction. Actually, you could probably play almost all the modules that are free that the author has given out. Maybe a little stretch, but you can do almost all of them. It's kind of fun, so I would check it out.
0: I will, definitely.
1: That's what I've been doing these last couple of weeks, so I'll just skip to me. Since Nick jumped over to me,
0: uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, I was trying to give you a segue.
1: Thank you. Let me let me drive that not one. Not
0: the one you ride around on. Oh. No, I don't like not driving around on a segue. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, so that's what I've been doing. Other than dodging tornadoes and rainstorms here, because <laughs> um, we've been on tornado watches constantly here in Texas, uh, which is weird. I didn't move to Texas to you know, have to dodge tornadoes. I figured that was just an Oklahoma thing, but I guess being so north here in Texas, uh, up here they have a lot of tornadoes going on, but luckily I've only seen one tornado. I don't have that picture on me, but it was a pretty cool picture of a tornado. Uh, Yeah, I've been writing a lot of things. I wrote the, uh, I helped the author with, I helped the owner of Faraway Land write the quick start rules. And then also I have a module that's out, for Sword and Wizardry called the Purple Lotus. Uh Ooh, a, yeah, Sword and Wizard. Color. Very cool. Yeah, for Sword and Wizardry, White Box Rules. White Box. Not nice. Thing. Yeah. It's about I think twenty something pages, I'm not sure. Uh, nice. I, I did it with uh my good buddy Fitz uh from Moby's Adventures.
0: He, uh, oh, okay, yeah.
1: He did the editing and, and additional material and uh, the layout, and he's a master expert at that. And without him, the module would be a piece of crap on the table, probably. But thanks to Fitz, it's now a shiny piece of crap on the table. <laughs> so,
0: polish, that, polish that pool up as much as you can. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's really what I've been doing. And comparing for North Texas RPG Con, I'm not sure what I'm going to do there. I'm going to try to record, but I need to figure out how to do it this year because last year the recording just kind of sounded like, you know, I was inside of a box and the box had a box on top of the box. I didn't like the recordings. I need to talk to no. Matt and figure out what the hell to do to record and stuff like that. Maybe tackle Matt and drag him to North Texas and yeah. his stuff. I don't know. It
0: just yeah. seems like he could go to either convention whenever he wants to.
2: Yeah, I, I just show up wherever. <laughs> poof. It
0: happens.
2: It happens. Yeah. Yes. Also, the advantage of having friends that live in both cities. True.
1: Yeah, true. Future true, true, yeah. Uh, yeah, just preparing for that, I know that Eric Tankar of Tankar's Tavern is going to be running a couple far and away land things. So I'd like to get in that. Oh, cool. Uh, and then the cast of Save, and, Save or Die will be there in full force running around doing their thing. Uh, Jim Wampler from DCC. Uh, was it Spellburn will be there as well. Hey Jim. Hey Jim. How are you? Yeah, he'll be there. Um and there's a lot they have a lot of good guests this year. Um do think it Oh, um Jeff Grubb will be there running um No, is it Jeff Grubb? I think Jeff Grubb. Yeah, I think so. And the creator of Top cool. Secret. Who's the creator of Top Secret? Merle Merle. I can't think of his name offhand. Sorry, dude. Mm. He's going to be there running the games. <laughs> so nice. Go to North Texas RPG Con for more details. It is in the Fort Worth area of Texas.
2: Rasmutin. I think
1: that's yeah. it. Merle yeah. Rasmussen. Rasmussen. Yeah, that's that's the dude. Yeah, that's the dude. Yeah, he'll uh, be there running games. And I know Jeff Grubb is supposed to be showing up as well, running some Marvel things. So that should be fun. They actually get some pretty good guests. Uh the legends will all be there of course, Tim Cass, Frank Mencer, uh Janelle JK I'm a, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't pronounce her last name. <sighs> 'Cause it was we all thought it was JK's and then we and Mike finally asked on Save or Die and she and she was like, No, that's not how my last name was said. It said blah 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 and we were all like, Oh, sorry, man. <gasps> We've been pronouncing it wrong for like twenty something years. Yeah. And she's just like, Oh, no big deal. I really blah blah blah. <laughs> but she'll be there in full force, running just about everything. Uh, Jeff D will be there, running his usual. Um, uh, what is that? Tenko, uh, Tenko, right? Tekmo, Tenko, uh, something. Load. I don't know what it's called. And *Buildings of Vigilantes* uh, third edition. So yeah, be there or Yay. be. There. Uh, We're also, uh, for the folks that that want to watch the show every Sunday, well, every other Sunday, we have our shows live around 12 noon Eastern time. The show will start. Uh, We have a button on there. You can ask questions during the show, and we can comment them during the show, or you can just watch it later on YouTube when the show drops live via – I shouldn't say live. When the show drops on our feed, then the video should be up, too, so you can watch the video of our – ugly faces talking back and forth and me wearing my C nation hat representing right Matt. Right. Yes. Cause you can't, if you're listening to the audio only, you can't see him. And I see, I know it's 1 PM Eastern. Okay. Well, thank you, Nick.
0: Oh, I I could have said that, but I wrote it in chat. I was being nice.
1: No, it's good. The new, the new hangouts actually will do is if you type a message, it pops up a little bubble above your face at the bottom and it says, 1 p.m. Eastern. So I said, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Over to you, Mr. Matt. What have you been doing?
2: Oh, well, tonight after we get done recording, I'm meeting up with my weekly group, and I think we're going to try out uh, L5R. Um, one of the guys is talking about willing to run that. Um, I've never played it before, even though I do have I th- one of the, either the 3rd or 4th edition rulebook. book. picked it up at a game store for like 90% off when they were going out of business. So that should be interesting. Um, word gaming-wise, we've got quite a few different games on the table because our GM for our TMNT game has been... Uh, out and about uh, because he actually went to the uh, Palladium open house and was running games in the Palladium warehouse in uh, Michigan, which if you've never done that, that's actually really good times. You get the game with all the Palladium writers and uh, they actually set up tables in their warehouse. So you're surrounded by piles of like Palladium books playing Palladium games. Wow. So yeah, it's good times. And they also always find random stuff to auction off like they were auctioning off uh micro uh copies of some of their books where they had like the pages they would send to the printers they had ec- uh extras of these laying in the warehouse from like old editions that they're never going to use again so they were auctioning selling those for like two dollars a page um they or they'll find like random art that was tucked in a drawer hey let's sell this so you can always pick up some cool memorabilia there um then, yeah. See, board game wise, we we played last week. We played uh, Metro. Um, it's like a tile game for uh, a Euro game where you're laying out subway tracks in 1988 Paris. Um, trying to yeah. And other than that though, just the gaming's been a little lax. Just as so hopefully we'll be able to get back into the groove with like the convention season really starting to hit. Because um, hopefully I'll be making an appearance like Sunday at Origin. Mm. So it's still kind of up in the air. Just yeah. go around know about the exhibit hall for a little bit since you can do the family pass for relatively Jade.
0: Well, let yeah. me know when you're if you're gonna come up on Sunday and I'll try to I'll try to be around. Yeah. So, you know, maybe email me or I if I can I'll you know, I'll send you an email my my, my uh, cell phone number and okay absolutely give me a, hold me. I know I think I have I think I have one event I think we're doing a Star Wars game that Sunday I just don't quite recall what time it is so okay
2: Cool. Yeah, definitely. I'll definitely let you know when I'm gonna be up there. Yeah, considering the mm-hmm. one and only time we met was just randomly wandering through the halls of Origins,
0: like a yes, few Yes, that was hilarious. Like,
2: you're like, like oh hey. wait, that's my podcast. <laughs> yeah, I want it for you on your podcast. And then little, hey, I, little I, know a couple months. Late, yeah, a little <laughs> month, a couple <laughs> months later, I'll actually be your producer. So.
0: Which reminds me, I should probably get a new RFI uh, T-shirt. So, are we yeah. doing those through Cafe Press? I don't remember. Yeah, Cafe they, Press, right?
1: You can still go to our website and purchase the retro RFI shirt through Cafe Press, or um, I was thinking about doing the uh, what they call it, t-shirt spree campaign things, spree shirts or whatever they're called. They're a little bit cheaper and spread shirts. No, no, it's like spree shirts. It's called. Okay.
0: No, that's spreadsheets.
1: Uh, uh, uh No, it's actually called Spree Shirts. Uh, I think yeah. It's kind of like a campaign. Oh. When you um I don't know. Well, oh,
2: but well once you hit like so many pre orders then the, the print run goes out and then you hit so many more and another one, something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly Oh, so it's kinda of like a Kickstarter sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah it's I get to
2: <laughs> kind of like how GMT sells board games where on their P500 list they don't actually go to print and you don't get charged until they get 500 pre-orders then they'll print do a print run nice. <laughs> so. so anyway yeah
1: that's what we were doing yeah. i guess we should probably head into the module review with our good friend nick
0: oh i guess so this podcast is brought to you in part by a not very generous grant from Lesser Gnome, publisher of quality role-playing games since last year. Gnomes value high-minded programming, just like you. Learn more at their website at www.lessergnome.com.
2: Typical of all the evil creatures in the world, I had like
0: to find one with table manners. And what are you kidding me? I spent years cultivating the worst table manners on the planet. Table manners. <laughs> Alrighty then. So here we are in Table Matters. We're gonna do a module review, uh, and it's a module off of Drive Through RPG. And it's a pay-as-you-want uh, module. It's called A Little Bit of Thievery.
1: Wow. wow. So
0: it's a, and the little subtitle is a larceny-based adventure for morally ambiguous level one characters. So are that probably gets. More- uh, <laughs>
2: Aren't all characters at level one morally For
0: the most, part. <laughs> most characters are morally ambiguous at, at at any level. So yeah, I've come to the belief that you know whatever alignments written on your character sheet, after a while, everybody's just really chaotic neutral. So <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: anyway, so this adventure, the premise is a low level, first level party. Uh, and you have been hired by a man by called by the name of Cyrus the Spider. And he has been hired by a man by the name of Cyrus the Spider. And he has been hired by another man named Martis to steal back a silver raven, a, a silver raven uh, figurine, as Vince. Uh, said is actually smaller than what's pictured on the cover. So it's probably only like, I would guess what, at the most five inches tall. Wouldn't right. that sound about right? A figurine. Yeah. yeah. Well, so what was that?
1: Uh, figurine should be pretty small. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it should be more than a few inches. So, but it's but this figurine that Martis. Or Mortis loyal loyalar originally had, he uh, offered it as collateral to a on a bridge loan to a man by the name of Lord Barrister, who's the richest lord in all the land. Now he couldn't make payment on the loan. Mortis couldn't make payment on the loan, so basically the lord repoed, <laughs> not repoed, but took possession of this silver raven figurine, which has some sort of magical enchantment on it. And it's... They do give, a, in the adventure, which, by the way, is initially written for 5th edition D&D, but it can be easily modified for any other edition that you want. Uh, this this raven has a an enchantment called Drift Globe on it, which I guess is from... The Rise of Tiamat supplement for 5th edition, but you could probably supplement whatever sort of magical enchantment for you as a DM would suit uh, your campaign. So they're hired, basically, the, the party is hired to steal back this figurine. The problem is most of the time this figurine is locked away, hidden from view. And it's very very difficult to get to, except for this one time, where the adventurers are going to get. Um, it says tickets. That sounds kind of cheesy. I would change it to some sort. Of, call it invitations. But it says tickets in the adventure. But you're they get invites to a party, that the that Lord Barrister, Lord Martin Barrister is is uh holding.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you'll have an opportunity, the adventuring party will have an opportunity, uh, many different opportunities I should say, to try to steal the Silver Raven back to, uh, to Martis Loyalar. And I think they're going to be given a uh, total 100 gold pieces plus expensive plus expenses. So it's really up to the party to figure out how they're going to take possession of of this silver figurine of a raven. Now, there's multiple different ways in the adventure that the writer gives ideas, I guess hints to how you can maybe go about this. And one way is... I thought this was really funny is that the party, when they go into this gathering, this, this, uh, little soiree, if you will, there is a guest, uh, there is a gift shop. <laughs> Which I thought was a little odd, you know, it's like you walk into somebody's home and like, they have a gift shop. <laughs> you know, I just thought that was a little weird. And then and what, guess what they have at the gift shop folks. What? They have in the gift shop, you could buy replicas of that figurine. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. There's a way, there's one way that you can the old switcheroo. You know? Distract everybody. Say, look, a baby wolf. And they'll all go, huh? And then, and then you swap it out. No, it's not that easy. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> If it was only that easy, right? Because the figurine, while it's on display, is, I believe, under a glass case. And there is a very large, heavily armored fighter that's standing by this figurine at all times. Mm-hmm. But that's one way that you can, at least some way to swap out the figurine by causing a distraction in some, form, some sort. Another way that <clears throat> pardon me that you could um swap out the figurine is there is a garden mm-hmm. and there's a, a very well made out map and there's a garden and there's a uh, one of the npcs actually martis is there and uh he's l- looking around in the garden and uh He's looking at a – well, it says here he appears to have several glasses of – had several glasses of wine, so he's a little drunk. Oh. And he listlessly stares at it. what's that?
1: No, I'm sorry. All, All right. right. Continue, continue.
0: Oh, yeah. So he's like looking at, um, I guess, a small plot of hemlock plants. Mm. Hemlock. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. Mm. I just, I love the uh, little comment, the paragraph below it. I have to read this. If he is approached by the players, Marcus will remark that, quote, he used to own that statue before that pompous barrister unlawfully took it from him. Unquote. He also says he will point out that the Lord barrister is, quote, unquote, a total jerk. (laughs) <laughs> it just wow. it just kind of struck me as I, I don't know if, it's like it's such a total jerk this isn't like Napoleon Dynamite or something like that oh my god Ugh. such a total jerk took my figurine I'm not back I'm gonna stick my liger on him I'm sorry but anyway I just thought total jerk alright I don't know if I'd change that up a little but there's another opportunity for the party, particularly if you have thieves in your party, and which I hope you do for this adventure, to uh use some sort of skill to create a you know the, the maybe put hemlock in somebody's drink and if if not outright kill them but incapacitate someone. Which again causes the distraction. They got to get this person out. And next thing you know, you'll be able to hopefully swap out the figurines. <clears throat> um, hmm. Another way is like causing uh, making Martis, uh, you know basically go him into, into an altercation, as it says. So there's another way to basically cause a fight. And uh, those are some those are some suggestions that they give out as far as what the DM could look forward to. I don't know that they're if you're supposed to actually give these suggestions to the party. I wouldn't. I'm like they have to figure it out themselves. You know. Yeah, I but, think. Uh,
2: yeah, I think those were given as for when you're running this, you have an idea of some potential places the players could go, even though they'll probably go somewhere else entirely. Like my mm-hmm. party would probably start a fire. They would yeah. light something on yeah. the fire and burn the burn the place down and in the process steal the Raven.
1: Well, before the show, Nick, a right. good suggestion why don't you just wait till the party's over and then steal the damn thing afterwards when everybody's sleeping?
0: Right. But Right, exactly.
1: I believe the whole premise of this is that this is the only time it's on display to the public. Kind of like how in the museum when you know national treasure, or, you know, or leverage right. the thief, uh the thieves are always like, "Oh, I'm going to get that diamond, but it's only on display." Meanwhile, it's going to be locked up afterwards. So, I think this Raven's only out display. Yeah, I them. think that uh, was. They have to wait for it.
0: Exactly right, right? Because I know my my group of people, they'd be like sure, we'll go to the party, but we're just going to sneak out the place and then we're going to come later <laughs> when there's nobody to bug us right. and then steal it. Yeah. Well, by that time, more than likely, the, that, the Silver Raven's going to be locked away at the end of the party. Then yeah. what are you going to do? First little party trying to get into an area inside this castle or keep, whatever it may be, which is more than likely going to be... You know, guarded with some very uh, – it's going to have some really good locks and probably some magic protections, I would guess. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, go ahead and try that. See what happens. Yeah. Can or, you say TPK?
2: <laughs> yeah. I could also see the party maybe double-crossing Martis and trying to win favor with the Lord by saying, Martis is trying to hire us to steal that raven. You should have us take him out. Hand over some gold. <laughs> so you, you could even do. You the know what? Whole that would be another thing cross.
0: my group would do too.
2: Yeah, the, the, the whole double cross. Why would we want to annoy the Lord? Let's get get on his good side and maybe get some stuff. And we'll also suck up to him as, in the process. And they would do that. Yeah.
0: So you there, there's You know what they lots? would do too? This, he, what? You know, they would say, I'm sure a barrister would say, well, how much did he offer you? And they would say, oh, you know, like a thousand gold. Well, I'll mm. offer you two of Yes, <laughs> that's what they would do. I know it. I know it. So, yeah. So that's another angle. There's, yeah,
2: there's many different directions this can be taken because it is really open ended. But it does require on the uh, DM side a lot of character develop role playing. So you better be able to. Mm-hmm bounce around from character to character because a lot of this will be them mingling
1: yeah this module does a right. lot of forcing the players well according to the module the players not the characters to do some role playing with the nobles in the room otherwise the suspicion will be turned and everybody will start thinking that they don't belong and suspicion are uh, right because they're not mingling them the whole time so i mean while they don't have to talk everything out and in in our edition everything is talked out you can substitute right. roles if you, if your players aren't the best of social and they're a little bit awkward you can do like charisma roles and things like that just make it really low so that it's enough that they can pass that's what i would probably do
0: yeah matt did bring up a point this one as far as the dm's concern is It'd be a lot of work for a DM who isn't used to doing a lot of theatrical playing out a lot of parts in one part in one um, how should I say one session.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, so, because you have a lot of different people, that will be in this. Well, just you know, just the people who work for the Lord. You have all those people that they could possibly interact with, plus whatever nobles. That you make up, that you bring to this to this party that's happening, and what, what I think it makes a good way of since it's an introductory adventure, there's a, a golden opportunity to introduce maybe some key NPCs that the party could use in the future to for maybe some plot hooks. You know, maybe you have something. You know, as a DM, as you've got your maybe your campaign uh, – you envision how your campaign's going to go. Then, you know, you can introduce uh, some of these key NPCs into this, and they can interact with them and talk and and learn a little bit about them. So this, this is a good way of doing that. The
1: one – the one thing i was w- wondering about this module you have a smart if you have smart players they're they to probably want to since you're like okay we have to we have to case the joint figure out the exits in this place figure out how to get this small figurine in and out without being noticed i want a map of the place now as a dm do you allow them to just give them a map because i know a lot of adventures they just give player maps of the grounds there's no mention of giving them the map of the player gra- of the grounds of this place, so I would think that you could probably have another adventure of players, uh, probably the players, the characters, talking like the module now. I would have the characters stock out the area for the map. I wouldn't just hand them over the map of that to the back without the key numbers on it, of yeah. course. Right.
0: I don't recall. Was there any like secret areas that they wouldn't necessarily know about on that map? No.
2: No. <laughs> Yeah, you know, looking at it, it's actually a fairly simple manner. Yeah. The layout. There's like yeah. one main hallway that leads to the atrium, and there's just doors off of the, that. And then you have a, the garden area. So, if you could even just talk to a servant, they could probably give you a decent enough layout of the land. Like one of the servants was at a town getting food for
1: the lord or something. And yeah, give it, him a couple pieces of gold. What does this house look like? Oh sh. Yeah, you know, they draw it up real quick for five gold because they're servants. So, right, yeah. It's, right. So,
2: it, it, I don't think it would be too difficult to for them to get that information, but I, yeah, I wouldn't just hand it over to them. I would make them exert a little bit of effort.
1: You never know. You could have that loyal servant that's like, "How dare you! I'm telling the master." Right. Right.
2: And then at that point, when they do show up, all of a sudden. That servant sees them and is like there they are, and, and then you have the the jig is up.
1: One thing I do want to point out is this module does include bathrooms. Yes,
0: yes the, ba- the module does. itself, or the actual oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, and they actually keyed in. So if you purchase the module, you get a bathroom. No, it just
1: so, bathrooms are divided by gender. I'm like, wow, okay, someone actually thought about bathrooms.
0: Yeah, that's the first time I've ever seen that. Yeah.
1: Right, so
2: so there's not just a bunch of chamber pots stuffed under beds that may or may not be empty. Ew. Yeah.
0: May or may not.
2: Yes. So that would be yeah. a good distraction um, there. chamber pot.
0: At the I guess when you go to the near the they however they do it the the heist happens they make the heist happen here, and then there's one little encounter when they're leaving on the road a few goblins that the party might run into so people have been hoping for a little bit of comment You have the opportunity to get it here so it might encounter some of these goblins and then after that there's some ideas after the party which might happen say for example uh if the party starts bragging around town about their exploits and then Lord Barrister finds out, or the bar- Lord Barrister, he somehow gets in contact with the Cyrus the Spider, and well, Cyrus sells out the adventurers. So there's a couple opportunities there where it can really uh, make a mess for the party in the future. Mm-hmm. So you could have, however, you play a Barrister, it could be a. Uh, a very difficult NPC to deal with in the future unless you're the type of party who will double clock cross your original employer to barrister. So.
1: <laughs> One thing, the, the Cyrus so, guy that they have a picture of, which I'll, I'll just throw up here on the screen. Yeah, there, picture. Don't talk, Nick. There is this picture right there. Isn't his finger awfully long compared to the rest of his hand? I mean, come on. Now you can talk. Well,
0: well, there's another picture which was a little offsetting too. I take the picture of um what's where is it? It's near the beginning.
1: Oh the guy with it's
0: the picture of Mart Marcus Loylar. show that one.
1: oh all right, hold on, yeah, I'm blurry
0: here, and there you go. Yeah. Ah. Doesn't his head look, like, completely off-center, lo- like it's not a part of his body? Well,
1: it looks like he's posing, like, you know, he's kind of, like, doing a selfie type of thing, like this. Maybe he's taking a selfie of himself, right, Matt? Yes. Yeah. No, 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 it just be, looks weird, told- but
0: like, it looks like his head's, like, off-center of his body, yeah. and he's like, what, is he double jointed?"
2: <laughs> no, no, he's just doing the little lean, because he's doing the uh, ye olde selfie,
0: yeah, he looks like he's doing a selfie oh, okay.
2: for a selfie picture. Mitch.
0: The old selfie? Oh,
2: yes. Well, what magical selfie, item but... would be the D&D equivalent of taking a selfie? I don't know. Mirror, image? Be one. Mirror, image. Mirror image? Mirror image. Yes. And he he yeah. has a... Me-
1: yeah. Looks like he's ready to backslap somebody that's taking his picture.
0: Well, well he-, he is the Lord The Barrister. Lord Barrister, by the way. So he would. Yeah. And he would
1: also – someone probably dared
2: question all of his exploits that he didn't actually do but has paintings talking
0: about. He, has, he looks like this. How dare you?
1: So this module goes, has each room step by step, and it does lay it out pretty well. It does have some nice little descriptions here and there. So a party that wants to sneak around and steal stuff, there's some opportunity to go around from room to room without being noticed and to steal things.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's like you could also – so You could also have some fun if you go into one of the bedrooms. You could get the Baron's sigil. So all of a sudden, yes. you could go around and start stamping official documents in So that could be something that players could have some fun with when they're on the run from the Baron. No, the papers say we're okay. See, it's got a sigil.
1: Meanwhile,
0: a, Lord, you get Lord Barrister says, When did I buy 5,000 goats?
1: <laughs> yes. You also, if you get caught the first time, supposedly you can talk your way out of it pretty easily. The second time, a little difficulty. The third time, you get thrown out. So it takes three times, three times, yeah, to be thrown out of the house. So thrice. Uh, so I'm
0: also thinking about it. This adventure, I was. You can even flesh it out even more. Maybe at another level. Yeah. With some uh some cellars. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to add a little more combat stuff too, you know, maybe uh maybe Lord Barrister has uh literally some skeletons in the closet downstairs.
1: Whoa.
2: Ooh. Literal skeletons. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, when I read this, I actually feel this is a LARP. This I think this could be an actually rather amusing LARP of all things. The vampire. <laughs> yes. You, yeah. You could actually could. He's probably fairly easily do like a vampire LARP out of this. Just because of all the different uh, characters that would be there, you could have who knows how many players. All, especially if they each have a motivation to all. Everyone's trying to get the raven, so you have all, and it ends all up right. like a. Very oh. wet. Maybe oh, you run into another group.
0: Well, here you go. I was just thinking about how, how many of you are familiar with the old Call of Cthulhu adventure, The Auction.
2: Nope. No.
0: There is there is an adventure where the party has been invited to an auction of various different quote unquote adult occult uh, artifacts. One of them's like this golden brazen head, and um and there's like books and other things. You could also twist this around, maybe Lord barrister, along with some other things he has, is auctioning off the the silver raven, and then you have a lot of interested parties that they're gonna have to deal with,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah, the, yeah. I I could also see. What if someone else was also wanting the since the raven is a magical item, someone else wanted it as well. So there's another group in the party also trying to get it. So, yeah. Oh yeah. So that all of a sudden the the players are trying to set up a distraction, and something else happens. That creates a distraction, and next thing you know, the raven's gone, and they don't have it. And then you have all these fake little raven trinkets. In the room as well as the real one, (laughs) so there's Mm -hmm. a lot, a lot you can do just to put a little spin on it.
1: Hi, Kitty. Oh, hello, Kitty.
2: Say hi, Jaden. For whatever reason, my computer desk makes a great cat perch, but only when I'm using the computer.
0: Hmm. All computer desks make great cat perches. Yeah, you haven't learned that yet.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but this is—it's only a perch when I'm using it. That's the thing.
1: So, finally, the end of this module. Let's do our, yeah. let's do our uh, ratings of swords, starting with Nick, as always. Nick, how many swords out of five?
0: Um, I will give it three and a half swords. Okay. Maybe four. Maybe. So, three and a half to four swords, because one, it's a, a unique adventure introductory because it's not really focusing on um, entirely on combat. And you have a uh, and you can modify to different editions rather easily. Um, and it's it's really short. At first I thought, no, eh, that's not really an adventure in itself, but you can really add on to this if you want to. You know, like I said, you can maybe add a whole nother, a level of sellers. Uh, maybe you can add a whole another floor above too, uh, part of his, his villa. So, and you have a lot of good opportunities, like I said, with, you know, uh, NPCs, if you want to introduce into the campaign, and the, your the player characters can interact with them in a way, so could lead to plot hooks in the future. So, in that respect, I, I guess I would give it. or right, I'll give a four swords. Four swords.
1: Four solid swords from um, Nick Matt. What about you? I'm leaning towards
2: then that three range uh, for me it's I see it as it's a nice little starting framework but I can't see running it just as is. Uh, it's also not something I would recommend for players that haven't uh, DM a lot and they're not comfortable juggling a lot of different characters because you really do need to really get the full feel of the party to have just some character names and person just little personality traits already written up. Just so you can pull them out as they're working the room, just talking to people, mingling. Uh, But I do see this, you could put so many different plot points. and There's so many ways you could build off of this that I do like it. I think it's more of a framework than an adventure itself. So it's like a foundation that you build upon as opposed to just pulling it out and running as is. So that's why I'm leaning more towards a three.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I I actually that's a good point about as far as the adventure itself. It's like this one probably could run it in a couple hours, maybe. So it's not very long in itself. So yeah, it's a it's a good framework, exactly.
1: Hmm. I'm going with four and a half stars. There's my four and a half really? stars.
0: Really? Four and a half? Oh no swords? Oh, you wanted your little app. Okay, cute.
1: Yeah, so Four and a Half Swords, um, I think that while it needs a little bit of polishing, the Group 10 Red Crow's Press uh, did a great job of putting together a little module that can go a long way, especially with the end results. and It can feed off of tons of adventures. Especially, even if the characters brag or don't, that baron, uh, the lord, excuse me, uh, can with his influence and money, can be chasing after the party for adventure after adventure after adventure. So I'm looking at the overall picture of as a DM. Of uh, yeah, maybe you guys are looking at it as just one thing in itself. I'm looking at it as a whole picture of. I can make a campaign out of this with this annoying Baron, I keep saying Baron, this annoying Lord chasing after the party, using resources, having them try to break in, and it's just a constant nuisance that the party will have to try to eliminate him. So I'm going for four
0: and a half.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it really depends on what you expect to get out of this module. If you're looking for an adventure, just a standalone adventure, but yeah, if you're using it more as a campaign resource... Then I think that's where you get your real value out of it.
0: Well, yeah, that's why I said this is great for uh, a DM if they're gonna ha- have a campaign, and you could introduce those NPCs into this, and there's where all your plot hooks could come in later on. Yeah. You know. So, oh yeah, I was looking at it as as a larger scope as well. Absolutely. As a one shot, probably not so fun. Unless, like, unless you do, like I said, you flesh out the area more, having, you know, a, a, a lower cellar, quote unquote, dungeon area, and stuff like that. Then it becomes, it would become a, an adventure in itself. If you get my, because there's more stuff that you could – that they can explore. Either
1: way. Yeah. So, is that an average of four stars, four swords? Mm-hmm. And- yeah. Yeah, four swords. Four to five swords is an average. That's uh, pretty good for this module. Check it out on RPG now, drive-through-rpg.com. It is a pay-what-you-want module. Uh, go over there and take a look at it, and if you like it, throw a few copper the way of the author. I think the suggested price was $3. I'm not sure. Exactly. Hmm. Uh, I got a hold of it a while ago, so uh definitely check it out and uh give them a few coppers like I said even if it's like you know a buck it's still something to give to the author mhm yeah uh, and stay tuned for more reviews as we find more things that people uh, suggest to us if you want to write us rfi staff at gmail.com you can send a voicemail 570-865-4210 uh i think next show we'll be either looking at some emails cuz i'm going to empty out the email bag we do have quite a few things uh, a few emails directed directly at nick so oh, that- yeah. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> vicious attacks on Nick will be written. No, I'm just kidding. We'll be reading that next. great. Time. No, no, no. No vicious attacks, Nick. You're all right. I'll be doing what Eric Tankar hates the most uh, an email episode show. Uh, he hates that. No, I'm kidding. He doesn't hate that. He just doesn't like people reading it word for word, he was telling me. He's like, if you just sum them up, that'd be better. We haven't done a mail
0: show. <laughs> we haven't done a mail show bag in a while.
1: Wait, we haven't done letters to the editor and what, Matt? 20, Whoa. 30, 40
0: episodes yeah
1: it's been a while right, maybe we'll do that that sounds like a good uh, a show because people love hearing what other people think So, and that's what we're about hearing what others like to do and like to take the ideas and roll with it and uh, stay tuned next time we don't,
0: we don't care
1: yeah. and keep the reviews coming Nick <laughs> likes reading stars on iTunes good or bad Nick is there reading them
0: doesn't matter I got a thick skin like a Taras.
1: That's right. Like an ass?
0: What? (laughs) What? Like a Tarask. You know, (laughs) Tarask. Keep it real, keep it also real. Monster Manual 2. Jeez.
1: Initiative Podcast is a production of Wild Games Productions in association with d20radio.com. You can visit us at RFIPodcast.com or contact us on our forums at osrgaming.org or even by calling us at 570-865-4210. This podcast is produced for entertainment purposes only. All other
2: uses are prohibited. And remember, if your magic missile spell doesn't automatically hit, you're playing the wrong
1: edition. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Roll for Initiative. Are you enjoying the show you're listening to right now? Want to help support the show? Why not head over to the Patreon site, patreon.com slash WGP. That's patreon.com slash WGP. And help support the network for as little as $1.50 a month. That's right, $1.50 a month goes a long way. Thank
0: you.